Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm the Professor and my co-hosts are Bucky. Hello. And the DJ. Hey guys. What have you been up to, DJ? Oh, swamped with uni assignments as you. Oh, what about you, Bucky? Um, yeah, pretty much the same, just doing assignments and keeping it all rolling. And as for myself, I'm in the full-time employment master rate. Yeah, been there, done that, and just trying no something more... new now. No more teachers, no more book. No, wait. No more classrooms, no more books, no more teachers, dirty looks. I nearly said no more classrooms, dirty looks, but that doesn't make sense. I don't know, I've been in some classrooms where I got dirty looks from pretty much everybody. Yeah, but that's on you, really. <laughs> I'll, I'll own that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Sorry, DJ, what were you saying? I was going to say, um, school, schools unlike university were fun. I really enjoyed uni. Anyway, on to our first topic tonight. Bucky's being a bit of a, a sleazebag, and he's been looking at women's clothing in space. I've never been a sleazebag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, it's the space suit. So it's not the women's clothing. It's clothing. Well, space suit, swimsuit, I don't see the difference. Oh, my God. You, you don't see the difference between a swimsuit and a space suit? Oh, no. <laughs> do, you, do you remember you saying you weren't, something about um, Doctor Who, you weren't convinced she was a female? <laughs> I can oh. understand how you got confused now. For me to have any experience with swimsuits or spacesuits, I'd have to leave the house. Wow. Um, yeah, look, honestly, I haven't actually been looking at the items of clothing. The problem is the fact that there was actually a lack of them. In space. See, scantily clad space woman. Oh, no. Um, and it was all NASA's fault, not mine either. Um, apparently, we were going to be having history being made with, an all, with, with the first all-female spacewalk, but someone forgot to pack in two properly fitting spacesuits for the ladies. So since there was only one available, they had to send a bloke along to accompany her instead. You'd think that would be something you'd double-check ahead of time. Like, when I go camping, I check at least three times to make sure I've got enough clothes. Um, yeah, look, honestly, I'm surprised myself that like, it's one of those essential items of clothing, particularly when you are planning to have two ladies do a spacewalk. You gotta, you're going to go, let's make sure they've both got the right spacesuit and put their name badges on it because it's going to be a memorable thing and we're going to want to put these in a museum. But unfortunately, nobody actually had the forethought to go and double-check that they actually had all the correct equipment. So, unfortunately, um, Christina Koch and Anne McLean, who were scheduled to conduct a, space, a, a walk at the International Space Station um, in the next few hours, they won't be able to because there's only the one suit available. So they're going to be doing at separate times, but yeah. Yes, Anne McLean, who wears a medium uh, hard upper torso, a bespoke medium hard upper torso with white highlights and an American flag decal. And this is why I don't write for fashion. I was just going to say, you're calling me sleazy? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, look, honestly... It's it's a shame because it would have been cool for them to have actually bound up, have had this happen at last. Well, here's the problem. Anne McLean is the 13th woman who has done a spacewalk. 
So that's mm-hmm. why they forgot, because unlucky 13. Yeah, but she's already conducted her spacewalk. So it's, it's Ms. Koch is going to be the 14th. He's scheduled for the next one, which was going to be the, the two ladies together. Yes, but the curse carries over. I think you've got the DJ's logic chip somewhere involved in that reasoning. <laughs> oh, I don't even get that logic either. Like, what the hey? <laughs> well, because she's the 13th woman who was spacewalk. And if you're the 13th something, you're always going to be unlucky for being the 13th something. No. Give me an example of what... Of a that's third, that's what's known. Movie. That's what's known as an old wives' tale. Yeah, yeah. I've but... seen Apollo thirteen. You know what happened to those astronauts after Apollo thirteen? At least one of them stubbed his toe on a on a table. But they also got to drive Corvettes for one dollar and keep them. <clears throat> no, they were leased. Ah, oh, I thought they. Were... Although they probably got to buy them later on, but no. Generally, um, the Corvettes that the astronauts drove were leased. They were going to be given the given one to start with, but because they were considered government employees, they weren't allowed to accept them. Oh, yeah, so right. an enterprising young dealer near the Kennedy Space Center said, hey, you know what? How about we do this? I'll lease it to you for $1. And NASA had to sit there and go, okay, they're paying for it, so it's not a gift, so we can't stop them. I Although these days astronauts turn up in... Um, all sorts of sensible cars. They don't drive the same passion. Well, the coolest astronaut car ever is the um, the APC they use for if the rocket blows up a launch pad. They uh, they zip line out of the out of the space shuttle down to a safe landing, spot, and they have <coughs> to jump in an APC and race to a bunker before they get. Blown. Mm-hmm. You mean the NASA um, M M M hundred thirteen? I don't think it's an M one one three. Actually, it might be. Well, the professor's going to find out which vehicle it was. Um, at the Queensland Museum at the present time, actually, better just double check the dates. It's can't see when it finishes, but there's a, an exhibit of NASA spacesuit displays at, celebrating 50 years after the moon landing. <coughs> so they've got 250 items on show from NASA, a human experience at the Queensland Museum with a world-first arrangement of suits from the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo missions, amongst many, many others. So if you're in the area, stop by and check it out. We'll send the details on the notes. I think they've even got a um, command module. Yeah, it must have been the uh, M113, but it doesn't look right to me. (laughs) And when I went to uh, Kennedy 10 years ago, like just before the uh, end of the space shuttle program, I remember the um, the APC being covered in crew patches because each flight would get a, a sticker and put their patch on the vehicle. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I will say this. I, I will say this with this whole space um, space walk that was supposed to happen. It would have been groundbreaking. It would have been really groundbreaking. Would have been historical, even. Yeah. Ah, so. Yeah, I feel like in a hundred years we would have been saying, "Hey, remember that time when two women went spacewalking together?" Uh my goodness. I think we're picking on the DJ a bit. We are. We should let up a little bit until the next topic, which is about the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Wait, wait. You're going to be in it? Not yet. <laughs> but uh, they've announced their 12 finalists for the 2019 These uh, Candy Crush, Centipede, Colossal Cave Adventure, Dance Dance Revolution, Half-Life, 
Microsoft Windows Solitaire, Mortal Kombat, Miss, NBA 2K, Sid Meier's Civilization, Super Mario Kart, and Super Smash Bros. Melee. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Candy Crush as a video game? Yeah. It t- took you this long to realize Candy Crush was on the list? Ah, uh, I'm just... <clears throat> Crush? Really? Here we go. What's your problem with Candy Crush? Uh, it's just Candy Crush. What? I'm, like I said, as I said before, as I said, I'm just no fan of mobile games. Really? Well, Bejeweled it's... never made me pay money to keep playing. I mean, you could buy it, but you could keep playing it for free anyway. You uh, just never had to pay microtransactions or wait 24 hours. Although I will say this, though, some of these games, they were historic in a sense. Like Dance Dance Revolution introduced the whole genre of dance game. Uh, then you had <laughs> Microsoft Solitaire. That was a, that, one of those games that's still addictive. Well, not as addictive as Microsoft Pinball, but... I think it's interesting uh, that they don't, um, they don't pick from that year. Like, uh, one of the inductees for 2018 is Space War, which is from the mid-60s. 2015 had Tetris. I, I'm i not sure why they... Um, I, I get why they're putting in older games, but I don't know why they don't have a list of, uh, like, the game from this year that's going to go into the Hall of Fame. I suppose there'll just be a Game of the Year award then, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. But then there was always NBA 2K as well. And that's sort of like a game of this year kind of. NBA 2K, isn't it? NBA 2000. Yeah. So it goes back to 2000, so 19 years ago. Yeah, but... Or am I just missing something here? Uh, so, well, it does to... look like there's a uh, a nomination form. So uh, you can put down your name, the uh, country, and your email address, and the game you want to nominate, and why you think it's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the criteria icon status, the game is widely recognized and remembered. Longevity, the game is more than passing fad and has enjoyed popularity over time. Geographical reach, the game meets the above criteria of international and influence. The game has exerted significant influence on the design and development of other games, on other forms of entertainment, or on popular culture and society in general. A game may be inducted on the basis of this criterion without necessarily having met all of the first three. I just think they should have Bejeweled instead of uh, Candy Crush. No. If, okay, so guys, let's, which game would you like to see in next year's Hall of Fame? Hopefully mine, if I... But, to, but in all honesty, though, I, how, what type of game would Um, Looking through the inducted game, looks like they've hit the uh, the key, most of the key points. I see they there's not really any um, RTS representation, so I'd probably go for... Uh, Maybe Command and Conquer. I'd like to say June too, because that's my uh, my favorite of the early Westwood games. But Command and Conquer has a bigger fan base. Well, it was either that or Starcraft. I agree with you there. Yeah, but um, the thing is, June two set was the grandfather of RTS gaming as we know it today, and got got iterated on with the early Command and Conquer games. Every RTS game can trace its lineage back. To- mm-hmm. Remember the old game, Supremander? Yeah, that's still newer than I'm thinking. Or, or what was the other one? Total Annihilation. Same again. Yeah, those are pretty cool games, but I don't think they have the... Uh, I don't think they're as iconic as uh, Command & Conquer. I'm surprised mm-hmm. Diablo's not full of... Well, go and nominate it. I have, to, I have to admit that's one game that is missing from the list, but... It's only been running for four years now. Diablo? No, the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh. 
I so one one thing I do find interesting here is the DJ goes and gets upset about Candy Crush, but completely misses Centipede. I don't think I've played Centipede at all. Well, it was it was the game you played on your Nokia. You mean Snake? Yeah, Centipede's different, isn't it? Isn't Centipede the same as Snake? Nope. Centipede's um, for my time. It's an old arcade game. Okay. And of course, Googling Centipede doesn't actually bring up anything relevant for that. Uh, let's see. Atari Centipede. <clears throat> yeah, there's... um, It's kind of like Space Invaders, but with bugs instead of... Okay. And you can move your spaceship in a three di- well, two-dimension. I think I may have actually played this. Just never knew the name. What are the other games they didn't have? They haven't. Oh, the Gauntlet series. Elf needs food badly. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't included Space Quest or Police Quest. Yeah, or the Virtual Cop. Or Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. Isn't there a remake coming up for that game as well, though? There's always remakes coming up for that game. Yeah, I, mean, I remember a time when um there were advertisements in magazines who downloaded uh your old dumb phone. Mm-hmm. They also don't have Outrun and Burnout on the list, or Rallycross. There's none of the um, old driving games anywhere on there. Yeah. But they do have Space Invaders and Tetris. And uh, the original Doom. And Donkey Kong, where Mario's trying to rescue the princess from Donkey Kong. I like the whole like the whole handover finalist from various years. What do you mean? So... From twenty six, uh, so for the class of twenty nineteen, Sid Meier's class Civilization is handover is a handover final from twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen. Solitaire. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, he doesn't know. No idea, but it just sounds cool. Oh no, this is on the wiki. This is on the Wikipedia page. They're saying it's a handover finalist. Uh, handover finalist twenty seventeen, Solitaire, Mortal Combat, and Mist. I think they're just updating. I think they're just updating yeah, the twenty seventeen list carrying. because they couldn't find anything. Well, now I've introduced it to all of our many fans. So this year they'll surely be inundated with uh, nomination. I can imagine all three of us just spamming the video game Hall of Fame with like different uh, games. That would be unethical. <laughs> if I was going to do something like that, I'd have to go with um, Command and Conquer Red Alert, the mobile edition. For a second, I was thinking Command and Conquer Rival. <laughs> and I was about to come over there and tear your eyes out. Well, we could go with um, Blades. <laughs> We've already got enough mobile games in the hall. Everything's nominated for the hall. Actually, one of the annoying things I found is they've got Halo, but not and but they don't have anything. It was just oh, they got Final Fantasy. I suppose yeah. that was only Halo Three beat Half Life um, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Just ignore all of the stuff that Halo. Imagine putting in Destiny. Isn't that, isn't that all the game? Yeah. Imagine putting in Destiny in the Hall of Fame. Nah, it's got to be iconic. Oh, oh, actually, no, no. I found the perfect game to be in the Hall of Fame. Here we go. Star Wars Battlefront. The 2005 edition, say. I'm sure your audio just cut off there. Don't make me come over there and carve out your eyes with a rusty spoon. <laughs> no, I meant the 2016 edition. <laughs> they get the spoon, use a mallet. Man, I wish I was using TeamSpeak for this so I'd get the user was kicked from your channel. Yes. Ah, well. um, I'm trying to come up with a good segue for the next topic here. I was just going to say, on that disappointing note, I think it might be time to move along before we get any more stupid comments. Yes. But hang on, talk about stupid comments. We do actually need him back. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Okay, here's the segue. 
I hope they can dig up some more iconic gang, just like our next topic. <laughs> oh my god, that's so, so, so bad. <laughs> well, if they weren't watching this show for my awful segues, what else would they be well, listening? They were listening, listening to, to the, the penguins and... They'd be listening to the penguins and... Penguins? What's the penguins? The penguins. You're picking on my penguins? Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I think we need to edit that segue out. No, it's staying. It's get staying. on with your topic. I segue to you. Get on with your topic. <laughs> so, a couple of de- so four days ago, um, Nickelodeon released the, f- the um, live-action Dora the Explorer movie called... It's not Dora the Explorer. It and is. they didn't release it. It doesn't say Dora the Explorer in the thing. Well, it is Dora. We all know it's Dora the Explorer. Anyway, so oh. she's not an explorer. She's just Dora. It does say Dora she's... the Explorer in the article. She's retired from exploring. What is she doing now? She's now gone to college. I thought it was school. Yeah, high school. College, high school. Eh, it's some sort of educational institution. <laughs> uh, the 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 plot lines the plot is hilarious. It's saying having spent more most of her life exploring the jungle with her parents, Dora, nothing could prepare Dora for her most dangerous adventure ever. High school, so always an explorer, she finds herself with Boots, her best friend Mike Diego, Diego Jeff, who was acted by Jeff Warburg, mysterious jungle inhabitant starring Eugenio Darbez, and a ragtag of de- teens to save her parents, was starred by Eva Longoria and Mike, and solved impossible mysteries. Wow, so they couldn't have come up with a more generic plotline if they tried. Hey, they could have, they could have had the DJ write it. <laughs> this reminds me of Tomb Raider, it, it's like Nickelodeon came up saying. Let's let's put Dora the let's put Dora in the in in a Tomb Raider type setting, but for kids. Well, what is Dora the Explorer except Tomb Raider without the the uh, tigers, T Rex, and the guns? So I would have I, I would have gone with um, Temple of Doom or something like that. But no, it's the Lost City of Gold, like every other kid story. Well, Indiana Jones went to the Lost Cities. Except he had the crystal skull. With the number of movies there are about Lost City of Gold somewhere in Central or South America, how many Lost Cities of Gold were there? <laughs> so that's the problem. They never found them to be able to count them, which is actually pretty bad. Like you think you go to the trouble of building yourself a city of gold, you're going to keep track of where it is, aren't you? Yeah. But they kept, they just kept losing it, so they had to keep making new ones. And for some reason, the Incas and the Aztecs used to use that tying a knot on a piece of string as their library for keeping track of things and nobody and then they forgot how to decode it so they don't know exactly what each type of knot means exactly yeah this feels like yeah come on you're gonna you can't say something negative about dora i've got nephews and nieces that enjoy watching dora the explorer oh okay and they they will beat you up (laughs) they'd probably win too oh yeah the best part of this is that Danny Trejo is boot. I'm sorry, what did you just say? You can't cut out. I said the best part of this is that Danny Trejo is boot. Yeah, Danny, Tre- Danny Trejo is boot. <laughs> Trejo, not Trejo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Trejo sounds did... like a shitty landscaping company's name. <laughs> hey, I'm Trejo, and I, well, cut your trees. I'll mow your lawn. And you couldn't have said it about a, a guy that's probably scarier. The guy who epitomizes the, the, the Mexican villain. 
the guy who single-handedly rip your head off. And then slice you apart with a machete. He's pretty good to his uh, his nephews. and He is. He's pretty cool. I'm assuming you guys will watch it at some point. Yeah. Probably not. I'm not going to try to watch it, but if I get dragged there with my cousins or something... I'll uh, probably watch it with my nephews and nieces. Honestly, there's probably going to be worse movies to come out. There are a couple of Disney coming out this year, so... Yeah, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Just noticed something on the side of this article. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hmm. Dark universe. A dark door of the explorer universe. No. That would be one heck of a crossover. The dark universe with Dora the Explorer. Oh my god. What is dark universe? No, this is actually... Um, do you remember when Tom Cruise did The Mummy? Yep. And it had Tom Cruise, um, Russell Crowe, etc., and all the rest. So that's yeah. the Mummy cinematic universe. <clears throat> um, apparently there's a Bride of Frankenstein coming up sometime soon. So, yeah. Was the original Bride of Frankenstein tied into The Mummy? No, but it's just Hollywood, so they just do all sorts of weird stuff. Because Russell Crowe was in, in The uh, Mummy, he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay, so we're just no. going for a whole bunch of Victorian iconic characters. Mm-hmm. They're saying here it was supposed to be coming out um, until 14th of February 2019, but um, yeah, I'm not sure when it's going to come out now. Yeah, because Alex Kurtzman, he, the director, the director, the guy behind it, He's been. I heard he's he's doing he's doing some new work that that's leaving him that's making him leave behind the dark universe. Well, wouldn't that's the one, one after the reception it got? Yeah, he's he's doing more um Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Oh, actually, oh, he's well. doing, yeah, he's doing a couple of stories. He's doing Star Trek and Hawaii. Five. Well, I hope this... so. From mediocre reboot to mediocre. Re- well, I, well, actually, I didn't mind the Mummy. Just the only problem I have with it was it had Tom Cruise. But um, yeah, this is just it had a lot of fun. So, yeah, you could see this. Though I will say, um, I, I would like to see the second year, second take guys do a couple of reviews of these of the Dark Universe movies. There we go, there's the shout out. <laughs> yep. Let's move on to the games. Shoehorn in a penguin. What have you been playing, DJ? <laughs> I haven't been playing anything at all. Really? As I said earlier on, I've been swamped with assignments. Okay, so I've got a broken computer, a broken laptop, a broken phone. And I still managed to find some time to game this week. It was a Switch, wasn't excuse? it? Yes. <laughs> Tetris? I, I managed to peel my Switch out of my sister's hand. <laughs> she will not give it back to me. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I got my Switch back to play a bit of Wargroom, playing the puzzle maps. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> and they're kind of the right length for me to get a couple in on the end of work. It's on a mobile platform. No. <laughs> I know. It's the worst. The DJs. Game going to be upset. So what have you been playing, Bucky? I've been playing um, The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, which was recently put up as a 
free download from um, Bethesda. Free until yesterday, if you're listening when this episode comes out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a walk down memory lane. But, yeah, it's been fun walking around and looking at the really, really old graphics. Which was your first Elder Scrolls? Um, I think it, it might have been Morrowind, but then I went back and got hold of the others. But, yeah, like I wouldn't hold my breath whether that's correct or not because we are talking a fair while back. So, Do you think Morrowind holds up for a first-time player these days? Um, be kind of hard to say because it's, it's come so far. Like When you look at um, the evolution of the graphics and gameplay, um, it's probably a little bit slow and boring in comparison to some of the newer ones. But once you get caught into it and you get stuck on the lore and everything like that, you probably go back and play it. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like with Assassin's Creed. I started off on number one, but I know other people who complained about number one, the, the original Assassin's Creed being boring. But they loved the third game. So, so is Morrowind the one where, as you're leaving, the guy falls out of the sky and he has the scroll of jumping? But I'm still running around. I'm okay. still running around in town at the moment. I don't remember which one it was, but um, I know one of them was hugely popular because it has dumb stuff like that. Just little oh, okay. world-building tidbits. Um, Morrowind's the one where you start off your a prisoner being transferred on a ship. Isn't that every Elder Scrolls, though? No, um, Skyrim you're being transferred in a cart. What was number four? I can't remember how I started off now. Um, I think the first one you break out of prison. There's just so many of the ga- different games with all the extra bits and pieces of add-ons. Yeah. It's, yeah, you, you, you're going to get lost eventually trying to remember which one's which. It's like, I, I can't, I've played Oblivion and I can't even remember how that started. Yeah, one of uh, my favourite things about the Elder Scrolls is that if you uh, pay attention to books in the background, you find out that, uh, because each game is set several years apart from the other, the oral history changes over time. So by the time you get to Skyrim, the stories of Morrowind have faded away and some legend. Yeah. Uh, Buck, you were, saying, you were asking how, how the Oblivion story starts. So player is imprisoned in a cell for an unknown crime. The Emperor mm. Uriel Septim... The That's right. He's about to, he he's been assassinated or something, and you get to you break out and go after the people responsible. Yeah, and you are entrusted the player. You are entrusted with the amulet of kings. Uh, orders to pl- orders you to take it to the manor Joffrey, the Grandmaster of the Blades at Wynon Priory. Immediately afterwards, one of the assassins, the Emperor, and you escape the sewers and open Kyradil. Mm-hmm. That's um, Oblivion. And you dis- and you get to disappear into other portals and realms. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just so much fun, like with games like The Elder Scrolls and Assassin's Creed, where they've got good storylines and so forth. I think but, each um each of the Oblivion gates are generated too, isn't it? Sorry, what was that? I think uh, each of the Oblivion gates is procedurally generated. So each time you go in, it'll be a different world? Yes. In Oblivion it was, yeah. Um, but I like the fact that in um, one of the gates, you, of course, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but you you go across into one of the other realms 
and planes and you end up becoming the god and then you get transferred back over. I've got to get around to playing Oblivion sometime. Though. It's a yeah. Like, considering the fact that the Elder Scrolls started off, when was it? It was uh, back in the 90s? years ago. The, the like, whole reason for this uh, free giveaway. Yeah, right. I completely forgot about that. But, yeah, like, it's so amazingly cool. First Elder Scrolls. And uh, you can also get Elder Scrolls 1 and 2 for free forever on uh, Bethesda's launch. Yeah, so anyway, let's move along to the shout-outs. On the 26th of May, 1953... Hey. What? I, I still... I'm, I'm upset the DJ hasn't played a game. Yep. Let's uh, just crap on him again for that. Audience Sorry, I just had to highlight it. it. So, on the 26th of March, 1953, Selk announced the polio vaccine. Did I just say announced it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, uh... Like... The polio vaccine is such a huge benefit to society. If you've ever seen photos of uh, the Iron Lung, if you haven't looked it up, it's a huge piece of machinery. You'd basically spend your entire life lying in a, a box with just your head poking. Essentially a metal coffin. Yeah. And now we have anti-vax. But Ooh, remember, yes. the penguins want you to vaccinate. Hey, we've got bingo tonight. On the uh, 26th of March, 1989... The USSR, later known as Russia, conducted its first election. 190 million people voted, with Boris Yeltsin winning the election. But here's the thing that gets me, right, is the USSR was more than just Russia. Yeah, it was. It was the Union of Soviet State Republic. Yeah, I'm just reading from the notes that EJ gave me, so we'll blame him for forgetting about the Ukraine and pretty much all of Eastern Europe and a couple of the uh, the Stan countries, I think. Mm -hmm. On the 28th of March, 2019, Batman turns 18, 80. <laughs> <laughs> I am not with it tonight. <laughs> wow, he's on top of his game tonight. <laughs> so Batman is now 80. And if the idea of a 80-year-old beating you up doesn't sound very scary, Look up the video of Buzz, o Buzz Aldrin punching the f moon landing denier. Mm-hmm. That was a good too. It was solid. And then the guy came out and he's just like, you know, I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Onto the remembrances. On the 26th of March, 1892, uh, Walt Whitman, the American poet, essayist, and journalist, and plot point in Breaking Bad. He was a humanist, part of the transition between transcendent... What is that word? Transcendentalism? And realism. I'm just not even going to throw off the hard words anymore, so... Incorporating both views in his works. Ah, that's how you do it. Whitman is among the most influential poets in the American canon, often called the father of free verse. I didn't know, but apparently his uh, work was controvers controversial in time. Tongue is not working. <laughs> his, um... Poetry collection Leaves of Grass was described as obscene for its overt sexuality. He died of pleurisy at 72 in Camden, New Jersey. On the 23rd of March 2019, uh, Larry Cohen, American film producer, director, screenwriter, best known as a B movie auteur of horror and science fiction film, often containing a police procedural element in the 70s and 80s. He made It's Alive, God Told Me To. It Lives Again. Um, 
and screen wrote for Phone Booth, Cellular, and Captivity. He died at 82 in Beverly Hills, California. I don't think I've ever seen a Cohen movie. Do you guys have a favourite? I think I only saw... Um, I've seen a few of them. None of them really stand out as being amazing. Yeah, they are B-movies. Not that that's a uh, particularly bad thing, obviously. He's got quite a following. There's quite a few B-movies that have become cult classics. Yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yep. Now, on the same day, we also have Ryan Brandt, the American game designer and founder of Take-Two Interactive. He founded Take-Two in September 1993, looking to become a major publisher. They became public in 97 and acquired Rockstar Games, who were back then known as DMA Designs and made Lemming. Apparently, um, they're also responsible for forming Bungie. He died at 49 after a cardiac arrest in Palm Beach, Florida. He was probably trying to carry his mega massive wealth in his wallet. And it was Florida, so probably also cocaine. Um, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) On for birthdays, the 26th of March, 1931, we have Leonard Nimoy, famous for playing Spock in Star Trek, from a pilot episode in 1964 to the movie in 2013. Mm-hmm. His uh, autobiography, I Am Not Spock and I Am Spock, were written from the viewpoint of being so iconically recognized as Spock. In 2015, an asteroid was named 4864 Nimoy in his honor. He was born in Boston, Massachusetts, which is a great point that he's such iconic Spock. I don't feel like anyone remembers William Shatner or Yahara or anyone like that, but everyone is Spock. Well, they remember them, but yeah, Spock was Spock. Yeah. And there's also, and there's also Luke. Yeah, but still, Spock was Spock. Yes, Spock if, it, Spock. if they didn't have Spock, the show probably wouldn't have done as well. 26th of March, 1941, we have Richard Dawkins, the English ethologist and evolutionary biologist and author. He's an emeritus fellow of New College, Oxford, and was the University of Oxford's professor for public understanding of science from 95 until 2008. He's famous for his books, The Selfish Gene, The Extended Phenotype, and the god is an outspoken atheist and frequently criticizes creationism and intelligent design. It was kind of weird, actually. I once saw a teacher at a, uh, a Christian reading the uh, the god deluge in front of the class, and I felt like that was the sort of thing they wouldn't want the teachers doing in front of mm-hmm. He was born in Nairobi, British Kenya. Well, be interesting, though, now, now that he's dead. He's not dead yet. Isn't he dead? No. Oh, it's birthdays. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. 78 years old, but he is still alive. Sorry, I'm just looking at the photo of him here. It looks like a photo of a corpse. Yeah. He, he was actually married to Lala Ward from 1992 and 2016. Lala Ward is famous for being Mana from The Who. Um, 26th of March, 1973, we have Larry Page, co-founder of Google with Sergey Brin. He continues to be the CEO of Alphabet Inc. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he left Google in 2001 in favor of Eric Schmidt. He took the role back in 2011, then stepped aside again in 2015 to become CEO of Alphabet. They have their fingers in a lot of pies. I think that's the reason why they chose the name. Yeah, but um, everything still gets put under Google, really. 
Like, you never hear what Alphabet's doing. You only ever hear what Google's doing. Come up the Umbrella Corporation. It's there, but it's not. Oh, great. I don't want to get eaten by zombies. Well, hey, they were planning not... They, they were the first company that actively sought to put data centers on board ships so that they were outside of any government control. Wait, Alphabet or Umbrella? Um, Google. Okay. But probably Umbrella as well. I think um, we spoke about this quite a while ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Google built a self-contained data center and dropped it in the ocean. Yes, they were plan- They did have plans of getting a super tanker or something and converting that into a data center at one point, but they have since gotten a program where they've got one that they've sunk, which is helping to reduce the costs on cooling and also power because it's got tidal flow generators. So, uh... Larry was born in Lansing, Michigan. Now on to events of interest. On the 26th of March, 1804, Jefferson was presented with a mammoth loaf of bread. The bread was an accompaniment to his giant block of cheese that he was given in 1802. It's going to be a big block of cheese if two years later he's still pecking away at it. It was seriously big. Now we don't have it in the notes, but let's see if they've got the measurement. Here we go. The cheese was 1,200 pounds in gratitude for his support of religious tolerance. I just keep remembering that line from um, Encino Man, where he's, in, where he's learnt some Spanish, Brendan Fraser's character, and the only phrase he's learnt is the cheese is old and mouldy, and he goes, to a, he goes out to a bar with the boys, and um, he's getting in trouble because one of the local um, Latino gang guys is sitting there, and his girlfriend's hitting on Brendan Fraser, and he's getting up into his face and getting aggressive and Brendan Fraser utters the cheese's old and mouldy phrase and that just makes everyone laugh. Sort of like the uh, Hoppercraft is full of eels thing. Kinda. So uh, it says here in the article that uh, they brought in the loaf of bread, the remnants of a enormous side of roast beef and copious amounts of alcohol and Jefferson pulled out his pocket knife and cut the first slice of bread and the party quickly just degenerated into a noisy, drunken affair. Sounds about right for Jefferson. On the 26th of March, 1958, the bridge on the River Kwai won Best Picture. Uh, Joanne Woodward and Alec Guinness won Best Actress and Best Actor at the 30th Academy Award. 27th of March, 1998, the Food and Drug Administration approved Viagra for use as a treatment for male impotence. The first pill approved for this condition in the United States. 27th of March, 2012, James Cameron became the first person to visit the Challenger Deep, the deepest point on Earth in over 50 years. And I love his uh, story about that. At the bottom of the ocean, looking around, and his wife called him. And he said something like, let that be a lesson to you. No matter where you go, you can't get away from Um, Unfortunately, his submarine failed to return to the surface, and authorities believe it was his wife. No, he returned to the surface. He just got in trouble when he did, and she saw that comment. He returned to the surface and announced five Avatar sequels. We should have left him down there. Yeah. Anyone who goes swimming in a giant dildo deserves to suffer. That's an interesting way to put it. Well, it's the way it looked. It was just, yeah... It's like that, that, that's most it's like, it's like that scene out of um what's the name? Powers. Austin Powers where they got the spaceship. I wonder if we'll ever have like Challenger D tourist. It'd be pretty cool. Um so I wouldn't like, mind going down, that'd be nice and peaceful. Yeah. 
sort of like getting a um, tourist space flight. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, though. There, there's so much of the Earth to explore underwater, and yeah. we still haven't gone there and looked at a lot of these air, these things. So. Yeah, it's got to be so much more down there than we know about. But it's just a real pain to go and investigate. We need a, a visionary, a uh, an Elon Musk for the ocean. A visionary or a vision of scary? Either works. Uh, in that case, I nominate Eminem. Okay. But uh, that looks like that's all we have for tonight. And it also... DJ's gone missing. Yeah, he's been kidnapped by the penguins. Thank you, penguins. So, uh, if you got anything to add, Bucky? Um, well, yeah, we got the Twitter is at, at Amalgamated, I think it is, from memory. Yep. Um, we're on Spotify, iTunes. And Stitcher. Stitcher and all other places. We're on Facebook. We have the Gmail account, which is... I can't remember what the address is for that. Uh, Nerds.amalgamated, I think. But you can contact us easily on Facebook or... Um, that's not canon. Um, yeah, just drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And let us know if you nominate anything for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that you know that's coming up that's looking pretty cool that you think we should look into... And if you go to the museum, send us some photos. So I want to get over there and have a look at some of these spacesuits and bits and pieces. So other than that, take care, look out for each other, and stay hydrated. And we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.